welcome to On and Off the Field post-week two of the XFL 2020 season. It is your boy Dylan and Durf. Oh yeah. He's back for third week in a row. We're like coming consistent now. We're kind of rolling with it. And we're so excited to talk about everything that's going on because there's actually actually a lot going on, surprisingly. Oh yeah. For the time of year... We're we're just surrounded in goodness. It's nice. I'm I'm quite shocked and excited because I I was writing my notes mm-hmm. and I I wrote NFL off season like just as the bullet point like this is where we're gonna talk about it uh-huh. and then I had nothing to write. I just wrote <laughs> down DJ Humphreys got an extension. Oh 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 great! Uh, all right, that's awesome. And as soon as I wrote that. Things just started pouring in from the NFL. Like they knew I needed content, so they're like, "Let's give it to him." They're following let's, you, let's, Dylan. Yeah, they're like, "This guy's struggling. <laughs> let's give him some NFL content." And they, it just came pouring in, and I absolutely love it. So I can't wait to tell you all about it. But first, you have if you're not if you're not following us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, just turn this off. Just yep. just turn it off and go do it. Yep. Go go follow on Instagram, Facebook, and I guess Twitter. I mean. If you're we're o- figuring it out. If you're only on Twitter, you can follow us and just wait for us to become good at it. We'll get there. It, it'll happen eventually, I'm sure. <laughs> or I'll just hire someone to do it for me. I, I don't know yet. <laughs> but Instagram and Facebook are lit. A lot of cool things on there. And we got a new logo. I don't think we talked about that last week. It's a new logo. I think it was right after. Was it right after? Last week, yeah. Did a vote for it on Instagram and Facebook. It's a really cool logo now. I think it's like, like it kind of pops. Yeah. It's got a red background. I think it's, I I, I like the old one because it kind of had more like character to it. It had like a person in it in the background, but this one's more simple and it pops off your page. You're like, oh, what's that little red circle there? Oh, let me me click on that and see what happens. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. (laughs) If you click on the little circle, it'll bring you to my like homepage of On and Off the Field, either on Facebook and Instagram or Twitter. And you can find the onandoffthefield.com link to my website where you can listen to the podcast. You can find links to it, like to Spotify and iTunes, where you can go subscribe. You can read the blog posts, which are really cool. It's a lot of fun. I got a lot of good content on there. I've seen some foot traffic. I downloaded a plugin so I can see the foot traffic of the website. Oh, nice. People are going to it. Sweet. It, people are there. All right. I don't know who. Yeah, but people. People. I'll take people. That's all I want. If, as long as you enjoy the content, God bless your souls. So, uh, you can do that. You listen to the shows. Plan, right, let's do the giveaway information. Because we're doing a giveaway, and only one person has done it so far. <laughs> and that one person, I know I know who this is. I know the person that did it. And just so you know, if you if, re, if you remain the only person... You will win everything. So just keep that in mind to the one person that did it. You know who you are. But if we end up getting to three people, we will draw names, even two. And the first name drawn, we're going to give you a nickname. You can come onto the show, tell us a little bit about yourself, and we'll give you a nickname that we think is appropriate, and you'll forever live on the show as that name. Yeah. It, it won't be a bad thing, don't worry. We're not going to call you something weird. How about the good nicknames here? Yeah, like we got Durf over here. Yeah. That's a good nickname. We'll give you something like that. And then the second name drawn, Fred and myself will autograph something. 
Whatever you want. As long as it is not disgusting or illegal. Yeah. Like, don't send me underwear. No. I I don't, especially if it's, like, got stains on it. Ugh. Like, holes. Like, Mm. whitey tighties. I don't need that in my life. (laughs) If you want me to sign my whitey tighties and send them to you, that's your thing. Uh, Maybe. I'll consider it. (laughs) But, But maybe not. The third name drawn... $50 $50 to your favorite charity or foundation, and then you can come on the show and talk about said foundation or charity if you wish, or we can just talk about it for you. And yeah. you'll get a nickname and get something autographed. Oh, it sounds like a great prize there. Just everything. Yeah. Like you're, the, you're the grand prize winner. Here's everything. That means we have to come up with two nicknames, though. And I don't have a nickname yet. I don't really want a nickname. Mm. I, I never had one except the one. No. It's yeah. not a good one. No. Eh, maybe one day. We'll figure it out. We'll get there. All right. I think that's all the formalities. Fred's not drinking any beer. Yeah, I am. You are? Yeah. I didn't see it. It was hidden. It was hiding. Oh, what are you drinking? Oh, good old 12 horse. 12 horse from Genesee Brewery. It's delicious. (laughs) Go buy it and drink it. All righty. We got the plug in there. There we go. Never know if Jenny, someone from Jenny listens to it. Hey, these guys are talking about yeah. it. Yeah, throwing oh, yeah. a little money. <laughs> Probably not. I'm drink- I don't know what I'm drinking. I bought this from Wegmans in like a six-pack, like make your own. Mm-hmm. North Coast Brewing Company. Independent since 1988. Old Rasputin. It's a Russian Imperial Stout. Oh, that sounds... Um, Super strong. It is 9%. Oof. So if I get to the end of the podcast and we're slurring words. <laughs> we know why. Ah, <laughs> uh, we know why. Alrighty. Let's get into the action that is the NFL offseason. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so, as we were saying a little earlier, it was quiet. And I... Just this morning, I saw a post that said DJ Humphreys, offensive tackle for the Arizona Cardinals, got a three-year, $45 million extension. And I was like, that's good for him. Yeah. <laughs> it's always good to be recognized <laughs> for your effort and to get 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 paid. Yeah. Good for you. Oh, yeah. And then that was it. <laughs> I was like, man, this is going to be a short segment tonight. <laughs> But then... Oh, yeah, but we got other news, though. So much news. And one just happened, what, 10 minutes ago? Yeah, like literally 10 minutes ago. I was about to hit the record button, and then Fred got the notification. Yep. Oh, so happy. Anyone that listens to this podcast already knows I'm a Seahawks fan. (laughs) And then it happened. Greg Olson has picked a team, and that team is... The Seattle Seahawks. Yes! <laughs> One year, 7 mil, 5.5 guarantee. Did they overpay? I don't know. They yeah, got a lot of people. They got sounds a- about right. He's old. Yeah. And the problem that the Seahawks have is they got just major injury issues already. Our starting tight end who had four touchdowns through three games last year, mm-hmm. which George Kittle ended the season with five. Will Disley had four touchdowns in three games. Four in three games. Yeah. And then for the second year in a row, we got a season-ending injury early in the season. I don't need more tight ends that could get injured. I need reliable tight ends. 
That's true. And paying like the seven mil, okay, but five point five guaranteed. That's a cap hit. We got Jadevian Clowney to consider. Yep. Darius Slay to consider. And this is just less money that we can give to these people. That's just me. Yeah. That's me as a Seahawks fan. We don't have pass rush. And we have question marks in the secondary. But we also needed a tight end, so I understand it. Yeah. It's fine. I'm happy. I, I'm not mad. I just think 5.5 is now not going to go towards Darius Slay. Yeah. That's just me. I hope he does well. I hope he comes I mean, in here. He's a solid two. Yeah. I love it. I'm I'm all for it. Fine. I mean, all those needs the Seahawks, they could always go through the draft, though, too. I mean, it's not always guaranteed with them because they always what, trade out of the first round and get all those draft picks, but then yeah. just pick whatever they want. Right. Now we're, <laughs> now we're drafting running backs in the fifth, sixth, and ninth round. If there was a ninth, <laughs> we would be drafting running backs through nine rounds if we could. <laughs> just for whatever reason we have six running backs on the roster let's draft 10 more that's our thing we love it that's oh our running backs oh and and not picking in the first round god forbid you you draft a first round talent oh but there's there's always christine michael oh yeah that was our first round talent oh. now he's playing in the xfl that's probably why they that's why they keep trading out they now. just think it's bad luck that's a good reason. They're they're just sick of these first rounders being duds, so they're like, forget it. Yeah. Just get out of the first round, and we'll get three more picks to suck at. Yeah. <laughs> Their last good draft class was Russell Wilson's class of two thousand and twelve. Yep. That was the last time they drafted well. But yeah, Greg Olson is officially a Seattle Seahawk, and I'm thrilled. The other big news, um. We'll, we'll skip down. We'll go to Nigel Bradham. We'll, like, build the excitement here. All right. <laughs> Nigel Bradham, at 30 years old, was cut as a cap casualty from the Philadelphia Eagles, who have saved $8 million in cap space. It's It makes sense. Yeah. He spent some time on the injured list last year, didn't always mm-hmm. play. He's 30 years old. And unless you're, like, a Bobby Wagner linebacker right. and you're not getting injured all the time, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to keep a guy like that on your roster for $8 million. Right. I mean, I think it says now this is the effect of Philadelphia going all in for those few years there, and now they're like, oh, now we got to get rid of that guy, get rid of that guy, so we can make some room for monies. Every time you pay your quarterback, yep. this is what you get. Mm-hmm. And it's the way of the league. People that win Super Bowls, with the exception of the Patriots, is you have a five-year window. You draft your quarterback, you got him cheap, you build a stud of a team around your stud quarterback, and you win a Super Bowl. Yeah. And the Eagles did it. They did it with Nick Foles, technically, but they did it. And then they paid Carson. They had to let Nick go. <laughs> and here we are. We're cutting Nigel, yeah. Nigel Bradham and just praying to God they can... If I had to guess, one team that is in the bidding war for um, Darius Slay, that has to yeah. be the Eagles. Oh, I'm sure. They're secondary. It was bad last year. <laughs> oh, I say I say the Seahawks secondary had issues. Oh, the Eagles. Whew. The Eagles were like, watch this. Yeah. <laughs> you think you're the worst secondary in the league. Oh, well, let me show you something here. That guy, he had 10 yards of separation. You can't beat that. Yeah. Uh, 
That's disgusting. But he is gone. They have Camus, Gruyer, Hill, and Nate Gary left at linebacker that are technically under contract mm-hmm. along with, like, practice squad losers. So they have a hole. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. have a very large <laughs> hole at linebacker right Might now. Might be playing a lot of nickel this next year. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to guess, they're going to be playing a lot of 4-3. And yeah. probably bringing down the strong safety, which I don't even know who that might be right now. Yeah, I don't Couldn't know. tell you. No. Oh, boy. They got issues on the defense over there. <laughs> oh, okay. what what should be next if you had to pick? Oh. oh. You know, we'll stick with players actually, you know, being in the league and, uh, and more excitement. Uh, Drew Brees. Yeah. Coming back for the 20th, his 20th season. Is it really his 20th season? Yeah. What was he? Yeah. Wow. It's impressive. I wonder if that factored it factored into it. He's like, I could retire for nineteenth season. Let's just yeah, round. Let's, let's just, just round it yeah. out. He doesn't care if they do well. No. I can't live with only playing nineteen years. It's let's just round it out, even twenty. Yep. He is coming back. Yep. It's exciting stuff for the league, and uh, it answers some questions for the Saints. Mm-hmm. But it also Leaves a lot of questions as well. Yep. Uh, what are you going to do with Taysom Hill and Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Taysom be... has made his point. Taysom yeah. wants to be a starting quarterback. I don't think he will be, though. Not with the Saints, he's at a, least. He's a gadget player. Yeah. And He's good. No but one's going to pay this guy either. No. Starting quarterbacks start at, like, 15 mil a season. Mm-hmm. This guy's not going to get paid that kind of money. No. So... It's a pipe dream for him, yep. and now it's just a matter of Teddy gets a good enough offer to leave his backup spot. It, yeah, he did well when Drew got hurt, and maybe he's banking on Drew getting hurt again, <laughs> and so he can start it could, for the it Saints. Could happen. He went five and zero. Oh. He's definitely made a lot of good impressions on other teams that need quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll sit one more year behind Drew. Yeah, just depends on if someone else, another team, comes up to him and says, "Hey." Give you twenty mil a season to come play for us. Oh, he'll be out the door. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. he's gone. He'll walk. <laughs> Alrighty, we're gonna take our first break here, really quickly, on and off the field. Stay tuned. And welcome back, to on and off the field. We're going to finish up uh, some NFL offseason news with a, a little piece of older news, which Durf reminded me that, mm-hmm. you know, I thought we talked about this. No. Yeah. No, it was the next day. Yeah. My, <laughs> my, this is why, this is a big reason why I brought in a co host. Yeah. I need that other, like, <laughs> three fourths of someone else's brain to cover my three fourths that doesn't work. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. I got you, Dylan. Miles Garrett was oh reinstated by the NFL officially. Yeah. So, QBs. Beware. Strap them helmets on <laughs> tight. Make sure they fit. You got some extra padding in yep. there because things are about to get spooky. Oh, yeah. Woohoo. No. He, he, I don't. <laughs> I'd be terrified if that actually ever happened again. Like, yeah. like ever in the history yeah. of the NFL. Like if something bad. like this, I blow up to this proportion. Yep. If someone was really stupid enough to rip off another helmet. Yeah. Like, that's that'd be crazy. So, based off what of all the people that know Miles Garrett says, you know, he's a nice guy, 
crazy thing happen won't ever happen again but the one issue that is just no one wants to be a part of this no one wants this to happen nobody wants this to be a topic of conversation but miles garrett refuses to let go of the notion that that mason rudolph called him the n-word on the field during the scuffle which was the reason why he basically hit him in the head with the helmet and Mason Rudolph is very, very hardly denying, or I think that's not really the right word I want to use. He's he's denying it, like in a yeah. very loud yeah, tone. Yeah, I think like on Twitter he was like a thousand percent false. Right. Yeah, and like this is a disgusting attack on my character, <laughs> stuff like that. And yeah, like it's fair for him to say that stuff, and nobody knows who said what. Right. We'll never find out. And. Maybe the NFL deleted the tape of this ever being said. That's the thing too. It's like those he- the QB's he- helmets have. They can hear the co- the coordinators. Who does it say that isn't two way? Yeah, they got. All. Like it, they, it cuts out at fifteen for the quarterback, but who says it's not recording? Right, and they mic up some players. I don't oh, know yeah. who was mic'd up for that game, but <laughs> were they near that altercation? I mean, they got and it was near the end zone. You got mics in the end zone all oh, over yeah. the place, cameras. Yep. But for whatever reason, mm-hmm. there's no audio of it. Yep. And that's you know, and we're never gonna have audio of it. And in my opinion, if Mason Rudolph really didn't say it, mm-hmm. just sue him for like slander. Just yeah. go all out. Like bring these two into a courtroom, mm-hmm. or bring them together. It might be awkward. Bring them together. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. Stop! This needs to stop being a headline. <laughs> no one. This is the most uncomfortable thing in the planet yeah. when you're, you have someone accusing somebody else of saying, calling them the N word. Yeah. Just stop. Yeah. Nobody wants this. We don't need that anymore. No. It's it's just ridiculous. And here is my one more little interesting thing that I I, I heard and I kind of thought of a little bit. What if there's there's what. There's 22 players on the field at a time. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people around there and that stuff. Like the pound, Mike Pouncey came over and like, mm-hmm. or uh, pushed him off of him and yeah. said all did all kinds of things. What is, who is to say that? Okay, Miles Garrett's right. Somebody called him the N word. Yeah, it could have been at least maybe five other people that was around there watching that happen. Who says right. it had to be Mason that called it out? Like his backs turned. It could have been Pouncey or another offensive lineman that said it. Well, I think Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett called is citing with the when he tackled Mason Rudolph is when Mason Rudolph said it to him. Oh, so it wasn't like after so he walked like, away. No, yeah, it's not like they were when they were scuffling. It was when he tackled him. That's when it started the scuffle on the ground, and then Miles Garrett went just went crazy and grabbed that helmet and started swinging. Well, I guess there goes that. Not, not to <laughs> completely. Destroy I mean, if he's staring theory, him, but... <laughs> if he's staring him in the face and he said it, like okay, then I guess I see your point. I thought it was later, like after I, I, he already turned yeah. his back and he's kind of walking away, and then like Mason chases after him, and then he hears it. Right. I thought that's kind of what happened. Everything I've seen has been when he tackles Rudolph. All right. I take your word for I it. I mean, I'll throw mine out the window. It still doesn't mean one of those linemen that were right. trying to block didn't 
yell it out either. Yeah. It, it, things get said on a football field. Oh, yeah. You can ask any NFL player. A lot of things are said. Yep. So, could have happened to anybody, but, you know, just figure it out and make it stop. Oh, yeah. But that's all we got for NFL offseason news. Um, we're going to jump into something that we've never talked about before on and off the field. Yeah. NASCAR. Yeah. That old NASCAR here, man. <laughs> we got them cars going round and going round, round, turn and left, round, turn left, left and left. <laughs> and if you're really unfortunate, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, that joke would probably land any other day, but except this one. Now that now it's in poor taste. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, oh. I feel a little bad for that joke, but it's a funny joke. It is a funny joke. It just unfortunately happened <laughs> and it's exactly <laughs> 19 years after dale and hart died yeah. today yep man it's a bad day for that joke <laughs> that joke that joke hits like 364 days of the year yeah not today not today man it's a leap year this year so 365 days it would have landed this year mm-hmm. Ugh. we'll deal with it so denny <laughs> hamlin won the daytona 500 again Nice. Came from the rear. He was once in 35th place. He failed inspection twice before the race. What? Yeah. It's, I don't know how you fail inspection. Like, you have like 48 hours to figure your crap out, and then you fail inspection. <laughs> like, I don't even know how that. I really don't know how Clearly that happens. You're trying to get some kind of advantage. Yeah. Let me, let me throw this little, like, NOS on the bottom. Like, I'm going to get away with that. I don't even know. I, I don't follow. If you don't know, I don't follow NASCAR. No. The reason. I Denny Hamlin's my guy. Yeah. Denny, I, I ride and die Denny Hamlin my entire life. Mm-hmm. You know why? Why is that? Because when I was watching NASCAR like the first time ever, mm-hmm. I saw his name pop up. It's like Denny Hamlin. It's like Denny. Sounds like that's like Denny's. Yeah. Like the restaurant. I like yeah. Denny's. <laughs> I'm not even joking. That's yeah. the reason I started following Denny Hamlin is because his name was Denny and I liked Denny's. Yeah, it works. It's like all right, I'm sticking with Denny. Yeah. So he'd won Daytona five years ago, mm. and then he won last year and this year. Third time in five years he has won Daytona 500. Wow. Which is like, I think only two other people have done that, and he's mm-hmm. the fourth person to ever win back-to-back years. The nice. last person, I didn't write his name down, but it was back in like the 90s. Oh, okay. Nice. So big accomplishment for Denny, mm-hmm. but we also, like, Ryan Newman is awake yeah. and alert as of february 18th 2020 mm-hmm. he at 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 uh six around six o'clock we got the notification maybe, maybe a little earlier yeah and he's awake and alert and all that but he had a very scary accident oh, yeah, was on the scary, last yeah. lap he he tries to turn right or something just try and take the higher part of the track for some reason yeah i don't clip. know nascar that much but no. i feel like you want the low ground he tried going up the track which was well, weird. Going high in the corner lets you keep it higher speed. You kind of, it's almost like a slingshot effect. You're trying to do a slingshot effect. I thought you wanted to be lower for slingshot, but I guess not. Well, lower I guess keeps you going around the sun. Lower keeps you. I think it gives you the more G's to keep the tires tight or on the ground. I think. I'll take. You sound like a scientist right now. <laughs> So I'm going to go with that. Trying to use that figure, that, those physics classes I took in college. Right. Yeah, oh, perfect. He took <laughs> physics. I did, never took physics in my entire life. Not in high school or college. So Fred says he wanted to do a slingshot effect. So he tried to go high, got clipped in the back, 
and then went flying towards the side, hit the wall, went flying in the air, got flipped by another car. He was upside down, riding the ground, and then flipped over on his tires and then got hit in the driver's side by another car, like T-boned. Oh, on the driver's side. The, I didn't even see the one he was on his tires again. I saw when he was. Did he in get the, hit when he was upside down? Yeah. When oh. He, when okay. he was, he came up in the air and came down, and it was like right in front of the car. Right. The other car, and it just right to that driver. That oh, driver I thought he door. flipped over again. He might have. I, I didn't see. I I I only watched it once. <laughs> but I guess he was upside down. Yeah. Got t-boned in the driver's yep. side, and then flipped over the car, and then landed again. Uh, on t- mm-hmm. on the top of the car, absolute insane that, crash, yeah. and it was just, it was. I only watched the video, and it was like that. That's terrifying. Oh yeah. If you're in that car and that's happening, mm-hmm. that's terrifying. But they were able to get him out. Um, Denny Hamlin was apparently celebrating while this was happening, like doing burnouts. Yep. And people lit him up for it. Oh, I'm sure. Look, Denny Hamlin was. Over a mile away mm-hmm. when this happened, mm-hmm. he he finishes. He's doing his burnouts, and then he's driving towards victory lane. and And someone tells him, you know, of what's going on, how serious it is. And guess what? There was no speeches. There's no celebrating. Like they just left. Yeah. Like he didn't know what was right. happening. Yeah. Leave him alone. This is not just because I'm a Denny Hamill fan. I would do this for anyone. Yeah. If, if freaking what's that? Stein Ricky Steinhaus would have won. I don't care. Yeah. He probably would have done burnouts too, because this happened across the track. There's a right. lake in the middle of the track. It's huge. Yeah. He didn't know what was happening. Maybe right. it's just a guy who crashed. Okay, people crash all the time. He didn't know mm-hmm. the severity of it. So yeah. he he did the right thing. There was no like speeches, no mm-hmm. on a podium. It, the yeah. right thing was done once he knew what happened. Right. So get yeah, I think back I, off. I think I saw that. I think it was on Twitter that. Apparently they cut the radios once, like, once he crossed the finish line. So like he's doing his victory, like he's doing his burnouts and everything. But everyone else on the radios is talking about the accident. He can't hear it. So then probably when he turned it back on to come back in, it's probably when they told him. Like they cut his radio. After I'm assuming it's a regular thing to cut the radio. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, because that's. That was one of his reasons for why he did all those, like, hmm. why he was celebrating. Yeah. Was he didn't know, like you said. Like, yeah, because I listened on Dan Patrick, and he just said that he didn't, at least he said he didn't find out until he started driving forward, like, towards right. Victory Lane. Like, and then started, people started telling him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so there's no way he would have known. No. So, you know, back off a little bit. It's a, you know, let's just take it easy on him. Yeah. He, he didn't know. No. But. I'm actually going to go out of order here because our next break's coming up. And I I don't want to talk about this forever because I really don't know anything Mm -hmm. (laughs) about the NBA. Oh, okay. I don't know if the field's turning into a very, like, diverse podcast. Like, very slowly. I don't mean to do this on purpose because I can't talk to these other sports very well. But the NBA had their all-star game. Really cool fourth quarter thing where they just, like, made a target score. Mm -hmm. Like, they took whatever the average was and then added 24 for Kobe. So like the end score had to be what ended up being 157. Whoever got to 157 first won. Anthony Davis hits his second free throw Mm -hmm. to win it. And then Kawhi Leonard won the MVP award, which was named after Kobe Bryant. And it's like the Nissan Kia screw yourself award. 
I don't know why they added all the other stuff on just for sponsorship reasons, mm-hmm. but it's the Kobe Bryant MVP award and they named it after him, obviously to honor him, but Kobe also won it a record time four times. Oh wow. He won that award in the all-star game. And then the, the main reason I wanted to bring up the all-star game was because of its success this year. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of people were very happy with the skills contest, yep. you know, all the dunk stuff and mm-hmm. people were talking about it. And then they do the all-star game and a lot of the players played their hearts out. Like not a lot of defense, obviously it was 157 right. and 155, Right. <laughs> but a lot of the players, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I think it was like right before halftime Zion's like doing his own dunk contest or something. <laughs> oh, that was their futures game. Like the young, younger oh, players played yeah. that one. Okay. But it, it was just overall a fun time. So it makes you wonder like, why can't the NFL do this for the Pro Bowl? Mm-hmm. Figure out how to make the Pro Bowl not suck. Yep. I mean, baseball's done it. Yeah. I feel the baseball one's fun. A lot of players playing that. Mm-hmm. You got the home run derby. That's fun. I watch it. Yeah. Personally, I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. NBA. I don't watch the NBA, but the good. It seems like this went well. Yeah. Per I, <laughs> you know what I think it is? I think it's how long all the all-star stuff takes place. Like, NBA was, like, multiple days mm-hmm. in a row. NFL has the Pro Bowl, and then they do... Now they do the skills challenge. Like, for a couple years, right. they didn't do it, but or it wasn't televised. But it's, like, one time, and it's an hour-long It's an hour long show, but it's so edited. <laughs> and that's all they do. Like, you don't see the bench presses anymore like it used to be. Like, that was always a fun one. To see like the forty-yard dashes they used to do with the cornerbacks and the safeties to see how fast they were. Um, they but, used to do longest throw. I saw that one like, yep. the other day, like when back when Brent Favre did it, you just yep. chuck it down the field. They used to do like tic-tac-toe field goal kickers. Yeah, or like they didn't do that this year. Or they horse. That, they did that like two years ago, but they didn't do it this year. That's an awesome one. Why yeah. wouldn't you do that? Yeah, there was some like it was like behind a building, kick it over the building, and then through the post. They just okay. don't do that anymore. And then, like, they should. Yeah. Like, they should. They need to come up with, like, different things to do to recognize the All-Stars in the NFL. And it, that hopefully they figure it out eventually, but I think that's their issue. And if you want to fix the actual All-Star, the actual Pro Bowl game itself. That too. Tackle. Yeah. It's a good start. Have the players, you know, tackle each other. Yeah. That that's That's a good way to you know play football mm-hmm. <laughs> i feel like they have like the injury worry to it but if you tackle correctly yeah, yeah. you don't get injured i'm, I'm not saying you gotta go light someone up but no you have to at least bring them it's to not the like ground. sean taylor against brian mormon <laughs> pro bowl level <laughs> here <laughs> oh the greatest moment in pro bowl history oh man well thank god we don't have to endure the pro bowl for another you know like at least 48 weeks something like that (laughs) thank god got some time we're gonna take another quick break we're a little over our time i apologize if that messes things up for my rtf sports network radio station i apologize but hey this is what we do here yeah we just talk yeah but figure it out all right be right back Welcome back 
from our second break, and you are with on and off the field with Durf and Dylan. Maybe that would just be a good show name. Durf what just Durf and Dylan? Yeah, it's not terrible. No, maybe I'll put a I'll pull a poll up All on right. like the on the old Insty on the on the Insty, and maybe even Twitter too. Oh man, if I can figure it out. Oh boy, I feel I'll like Twitter's where's it at, but I, I just hate Twitter. So yeah, much. there's so much on Twitter now. It's so hard to. Oh god. I don't post a lot on there, but there's a lot of stuff to follow on there. There's a lot of stuff, and it's like just the format of Twitter. It's a little outdated compared to Facebook yeah. and Instagram, which is basically all Facebook. But yeah. like, I get that Twitter's supposed to be more of like a feed. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like one feed of just right. tweets, like small things. Yeah. Like, I I just don't like it. But uh, I one of my friends, uh, Matt, just sent this amazing idea for a football league. Absolutely astounding idea so it's called the efl the extreme football league so here's a couple of rules so there's no such thing as an illegal hit so just whatever you want Mm -hmm. every player uses steroids mandatory every player (laughs) qb uses a nerf vortex football which is by far the best football ever created obviously is that the one with the tail on it i think so that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Try and catch I mean, that. Yeah, good luck. Have fun. And you can just grab it by the tail. Oh, there you like, go. I'd be, I'd be awesome. I, I'm all for that. No punting is allowed. So just play it out. You know, punters, you don't get jobs here. Taunting is encouraged. You can actually get penalized for having sportsmanlike conduct. Oh, fancy. Fans call the plays, which I've always been for. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to call a couple plays. That'd be cool. I, I'm all in on that. The amount that. of Madden people play. I, yeah, just you know, yeah. just four vertical four, four vertical every play, every play. <laughs> when they're on defense, engage a, engage, engage a, a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kneel downs are illegal. Sideline coolers are filled with beer. So you know, if you win a game or you win the championship, you dump the cooler on the coach, and it's like Bud Light or you know, or oh, would it be like an IPA? Ooh, you just smell like a skunk. <laughs> for like the rest of that would stick that'd be terrible yeah celebrations after touchdowns are mandatory and there's no extra points the judges will determine whether your td celebration was worth one or two points hmm. yo i'm all about this yeah i'll fund it <laughs> i'll i got a hundred bucks on this league right now whoever wants to join me start putting money in the pot let's go there we go <laughs> i won't be able to pay the players but it'll be a lot of fun you will die. <laughs> oh well, I just had to share that real quick. That was uh, that was that was a funny picture. Yeah. But let's jump into really quick. Uh, I wanted to get to it in the first half of the show, but you know, here we are. Things yeah. happen. Oh yeah. Things get off the rails. Mm-hmm. Project Codebreaker. No, we're not doing pro- <laughs> We're not doing Project Codebreaker this week. <laughs> but it's just so much fun to say, and it, you just know exactly what we're going to be talking about next. So. The Astros last Thursday held a mm-hmm. press conference. They just got in for spring training. Pitchers and catchers reported. <sighs> this press conference. <laughs> they said Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve were going to be talking at this press conference. You know, you think they'd be like, they would say some things. They would answer some questions mm-hmm. from the media. It's going to be like all fraud, just hauling questions at them, get their take on everything. No. Between the two of them, between the two of them, they spoke for 88 seconds. Short and sweet. Short and crappy. (laughs) 
Get out of here. Bittersweet. <laughs> yeah, 88 seconds. Get, they didn't answer questions. They went up there, read a statement, and left. Which which makes it worse because I left more time for Jim Crane, the owner, to speak. Oh, boy. Oh. Oh. Jim Crane. I mean, you, you can you can say a lot of things about what he said up there. Uh-huh. Without a doubt, the one that he got torn apart the most for, mm-hmm. without a doubt, is, he, I don't know what the question was, but he was basically just free-balling it up there, and he yeah. said what they did, the cheating scandal, mm-hmm. it did not impact the game. What they did, it, it didn't matter. The game itself is completely fine. This doesn't matter. Whatever. Move on. Yeah. A reporter about three, four minutes later asked him. He caught this. He did great job from the reporter. Oh, yeah. So so why do you say that this didn't impact the game? Jim Crane's response? Oh, it just pains me. Jim Crane's response? I didn't say that. He openly oh. denies that he said that three minutes ago. Ignorance is bliss. Oh. <laughs> like my stomach is churning right now. I'm just like, oh, oh, gosh. How can you be so stupid? Oh, gosh. So it, it was just a waste of a day. But everyone mm. was super excited for all these people to talk and finally get some answers. Got no answers. It was just people <laughs> apologizing and denying and blah, whatever. It was a waste uh. of time. So I believe it was over the weekend, the commissioner of the Major League Baseball, Robert Manfred, decided to take some questions. Oh, boy. I'm sorry, but Major League Baseball is just a mess right now. Oh, yeah. Um, like, sure, the cheating is one thing, which mm-hmm. is just like, okay, you should just punish everyone and be done with it. Mm-hmm. No. Major League Baseball and Robert Manfred got to make this the worst thing never happen in Major League Baseball. <laughs> So Robert Manfred comes out and basically answered the question, why were no players punished? Yeah. All right. He says, you know, in a nutshell, he didn't want to get tied up in the legality of it. He didn't want to deal with grievances. He didn't want to deal. They're going to be doing their collective bargaining agreement in 2021. So he didn't want to get on the player's bad side. (laughs) He didn't want to get all these grievances, lawsuits going. Uh He just didn't want to be a part of it. He said it in a very fancy way. Yeah. But deep, this is what he said Mm -hmm. deep down. So instead of punishing the people who literally cheated, you just didn't want to deal with it. Not acceptable. (sighs) Has the MLB ever had a lockout or... Like, I think the NFL, NBA, well, NFL was the refs. Right. NBA was a lot of stuff. And then NHL's had a lockout, too. I don't know if Major League Baseball's are had. Maybe they need one. This, this, this would be a year to do it. <laughs> Tell you what. If you, had, if you wanted to do it one year, this would be your year. Yeah. But guess what the best part of this is? That was bullet point one. I got two more. Oh, boy. Robert Manfred. He continued to go on and say... Once once he was called out for not punishing players, mm-hmm. he basically just flipped at 180. He said, people would be a lot more upset if we just punished the players and not the managers. Okay. Oh, okay, cool. So you just went from one extreme to the other. Mm-hmm. Here's an idea. Punish all of them. Yeah. Punish both parties. Why are you skipping the middle part? Because he knows the middle part's the right part. Yeah. So he's just like, well... 
if I punish the players, not the manager. No, no one said that. Right. No one's asking you just to punish the players. Yep. What you did for the managers, firing them, you, you know, mm-hmm. $5 million, whatever, yeah. like, all that was fine. Mm-hmm. But you left out the mo- one of the most important parties is people that actually executed the cheating. Right. <sighs> he, he said, did you see the look on the players' faces? Did, did you see their faces? Did you see how sorry they were? They're going to have to live with that for the rest of their lives, knowing what they did. Everybody don't you did. think that's punishment enough? <laughs> no, Robert. No. I don't. <laughs> sorry to say, I don't think that's enough. <laughs> Everybody can be actors and actresses. <laughs> so, let's say I, I, I stole $20 out of my wife's purse. Mm. She knows it's missing. Yep. And... She she knows I did it. I get yep. caught. Yep. Okay. Now I know I'm caught. Mm-hmm. I steal twenty dollars again. Yep. And I just go, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm 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 terribly sorry about that. I didn't I didn't know what I was doing. And she's like, okay, whatever, cool. That's fine. I, I it's all right. No, she's gonna smack me upside the head. <laughs> yeah. She's gonna ask me for the twenty dollars back. Yeah, with interest. Yeah. <laughs> Give your trophy back. Oh, that's the best part. Bullet oh, point number geez. three. Yeah. Robert Manfred said, quote, the World Series trophy, this is the reason why he didn't take it back, uh-huh. is just a piece of metal. Wow. Yeah, this is a great year for the MLB to lock out. <laughs> I, I just, I'm disgusted. Like, in what world would any NFL player... I don't even think Roger Goodell would say this. Any NFL fan, any Major League Baseball yeah. fan, no one's calling the Lombardi a piece of metal. No. It, oh. oh, God, I'm sick to my stomach right now. <laughs> just, oh. <laughs> and Ju- Justin Turner of the Dodgers called him out and just saying how out of touch he is with the players in the league. Mm-hmm. I, if you thought Roger Goodell was a bad commissioner, no, Robert Manfred's got him beat by a mile. Oh, yeah. It's just disgusting. Oh, it's just just oh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a long season. Over under on eighty three and a half Astros batters getting hit by pitch this season. Really? Yeah. I'm going over oh, by think, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. If it doesn't hit triple figures, I'd be shocked. <laughs> Whoops, oh. my hand slipped. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're unconscious now. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> oh, Fred, we got to oh. get in the XFL. Yeah, we do. I'm way behind on time. I do this every time. It's so stupid. Let's just, we're going to get blasting through this. Yep. All right, Fred. Stats. You got attendance stats? Yep. So attendance stats are up um, from week one to week two. We went about 6,500 more in attendance. I'd like to think that's mostly solely on the Seattle Dragons. Seattle loves their football, baby. Oh, that was, that was awesome to see that. Half that bottom stadium, most of that bottom stadium full. Um, so, yep, so total attendance went up about 6,500, totaling about 76.3. Um, I would say the other three games, roughly about, uh, other three games were roughly between 15 and 17,000 um, in attendance. Um, one thing to note here is that the DC Defenders and the Houston Roughnecks, um, they both had. Uh, a second home game um, in week two, so they were consecutive weeks at home. Um, they both actually saw a decrease in attendance, which should be expected, I would say, because it's 
Yeah, people just going for the opener. Yeah. They're not there week two. Right. Yeah. People got things to do. Yeah. Um, I thought an interesting fact was that the LA Wildcats had about uh, 15,000 attendance in the same stadium that the Chargers were playing in for the last couple of years. <laughs> the Chargers struggled to fill that stadium. Yeah, I think I think the Chargers had maybe like 300 a game. Yeah. And the other half was the other team's fans. Right, exactly. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's sad. But yeah, so I don't have any TV uh ratings, but yeah, me neither. Uh, Attendance-wise, it uh, was a pretty I would say a pretty successful week 2 for the XFL. Yeah, 29k for that's Seattle. Nuts. That's a great outing. The amount of Seahawks alumni that were there, too. Yeah, Steve Largent yep. lit the torch or something mm-hmm. like that, whatever they did. Yep, Cam Chancellor. Um, ah, who's with him? Was it Earl by any chance? I didn't, I didn't watch it. No, I didn't no. watch the opening. I just saw Steve Largent. Yeah, no, that was that was cool, though. I did, yeah, that, was, that was cool. So, yeah. we got a jam. Oh, we got time. We got this. All right. Guardians of the Defenders. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Big oof. Guardians made me look like a a bleep hole. Can I pick a new team? <laughs> <laughs> it, no, it's too late. Oh, we made man. our decisions. We're right. stuck with it. <laughs> the Guardians made me look like a dummy, and they got beat 27 to nothing. The Defenders had 384 offensive yards. The Guardians only had 137 offensive yards, and they were 1 for 11 on third down. Ah, yeah, big big oof right there. <laughs> Cardell Jones is, without a doubt, probably one of the more consistent and better quarterbacks in the league. You can make arguments for some others that we'll get to, mm-hmm. but uh, Darnell Pumphrey got the starting running back position. Twelve rushes, rushes for fifty-two yards with three catches for twenty-six yards. So I could see why he was promoted as the starter. That was a good yeah. outing. Cardale was 23 of 37 for 276 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception that, you know, kind of wasn't an interception. Yeah. It was like a stupid move from the receiver. Mm-hmm. The three-headed monster, Rashad Rocket Ross, four catches, 95 yards. DeAndre Tompkins, six catches, 92 yards, and a touchdown. And Eli Rogers, who was playing on the day of his mother's funeral. Was it? Yeah. I know she had passed a couple of days before. I read that it was actually the day of her funeral. Oh, wow. He went out there and had five catches for 49 yards. It's yeah. a it's a dangerous team. And they just got a new guy from that first trade that happened over the past oh, week. Yeah. Anthony Johnson, three tackles, two tackles for a loss, and one and a half sacks. That's a heck of a debut. I'd, I'd say they won that trade. Oh, yeah. But, uh, oh, you also got to see... The first attempt and success at a double forward pass. Nice. Cardale Jones kind of jet sweep push past uh-huh. to the wide receiver, who was doing a little jet sweep motion, threw it back to Cardale, who then threw it downfield, and it was completed. It was a great play, great play design. But uh, was the, So that would have been a forward pass to a lateral to a throw down the field, right? Yeah, yeah. forward pass for the push pass forward, yeah. then, then lateral, lateral back. back to Cardale, yeah. and then threw it forward down that's, the field. Those are some, that's some trick right there. It was a great play. And I have to give the credit to Pep Hamilton or whoever the offensive coordinator is. Yep. It's a great play. You know, it's interesting that they have all these passing trick plays that, and they're being so successful with Cardell Jones and their 300, 300 monster on the receiving core. But 
they want to be a run-heavy offense. Why? You have the right. passing game here. Your wide receivers are good. You got your tight end, like, I think it's Cahill Lee or something. He's a great tight end. Yeah. He only had one catch for one yard, but yeah. he had a good week one at least. Mm-hmm. He caught the trick play pass. Yeah, so I have here week two, 20 out of 50, or 20 out of 65 plays were rushing attempts. So it's not quite half, and they clearly want to do it more, want to run more, but they're still averaging 3.9 yards in attempt. It's, it's okay. Not bad. It's not bad. It's, I mean, I've seen I've seen a lot of high per carry averages in the XFL. I'm sure that's attuned to uh, not as strong defensive lines. Right. Like the Dallas Renegades are averaging 2.3 yards just before contact per rush attempt. They're getting 2.3 yards before they're even touched. That's wow. crazy. That is crazy. Isn't there another team has what, what point one? Before contact, I thought it was like Seattle or something. Yeah, the Dragons have allowed just .1 yards before contact per rush attempt. That's impressive. So they're literally getting the ball and getting a hit, basically. Yeah. They're not going anywhere. Nice. So, uh, and then the Guardians just... I they said I awful. said defense and, and, and experience wins. Mm. The, the, <laughs> I thought the Guardians... I had Guardians as my number one on my power ranking. Yeah. Trash. Yeah, Matt Laguin looked pretty bad. I mean, Terrible. He was 8 of 19 for 44 yards uh, with two interceptions. Actually got benched in the yeah. late in the game, probably from his halftime interview when he straight up told the reporter that, yeah, we just got to completely change our game play. Just to change the whole game plan up. <laughs> like, it's, he's got some bad play calling right now. He's got to change it up. Yeah, that probably didn't go very well. No, probably not. <laughs> it's you know, it's probably just time to go home at that point. Where she went home to the bench and they put in uh, Marquise Williams. Yeah. Whoever that is. Yeah, he was four for eight. That's about it for fifty one yards. Hey, fifty percent completion there. Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, game two we had a very unexciting game between the Vipers and the Dragons. Where uh since we're running out of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, seventeen and nine. The dragons won, and one main. Uh, what's your big thing for the dragons? For the dragons, they finally hit up Keenan Reynolds. Thank he God, he finally got his touchdown. And he's actually looking like a good receiver for Brandon Silver's. If only Brandon Silver's could get them the ball more consistently. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, who was it? You said Jacquez Smith. Yeah, for the dragons, the defensive end. He had the pick six for them. That was nice. Like big move. Just put your hands up. Here's the ball. Let's go. That was awesome. That was a that's like a top play for the weekend. That yeah. was awesome. Funny play. Um. So yeah, that that's really it for that one. Seattle's defense was great. The one pick six just mentioned. Three interceptions overall. Mm-hmm. Three sacks. Eleven tackles for losses. Defense was just all over the Vipers all game. Yeah, Vipers don't look good. No. Who, God, who knows? I don't know who their starting quarterback is anymore. What was their defensive scheme? They don't have one. Oh, they don't have one. That's no. right. Yeah, defensive coordinator came out and said, yep, we don't have it. We're just reacting to the plays. No wonder you're losing. Yeah. I f- they they <laughs> fired the other defensive coordinator, Pepper Johnson, I think, for the Wildcats. He was the Wildcats, yeah. I think I, need, I think I see another defensive coordinator that needs to get fired. <laughs> 
So the Renegades played the Wildcats, and they won 25-18. And this was our first time seeing Landry Jones and Bob Stoops work together. Oh, yeah. And it worked for sure. Landry mm-hmm. Jones, 305 yards, 7.6 yards per attempt. One touchdown. Looked a little rusty with two interceptions, but... Cameron Artis Payne covered the gap with only 14 rushes for 99 yards and two touchdowns. Former Carolina Panther. Nice. That was a good game for him. Only one yard shy of our first 100-yard rusher, but, you know, next week's another week. I think we'll get it next week. Yeah, we'll get there. And for the Wildcats, Nelson Spruce. Oh, I, you basically want to call him old reliable, but it's like second week it's of the It's only the second week. <laughs> it's like literally just reliable it's just he's just there <laughs> if nelson spruce did not exist i don't know what the wildcats would do yeah. they, they don't have anyone else and i i kind of called out elijah hood possibly mm-hmm. being a stud in this league yeah no 10 rushes 31 yards yeah and a fumble yeah good job but we did get to see the league's first success at a three-point conversion oh yeah they did it it worked. That was they nice. still lost, but hey, it worked. But at that point, they were down by one point. Yeah. So. Yep. I mean that that they needed it to, in order to get anywhere close. Yeah, and they they did it, and good for them. But too bad they came up a little short. Yeah. And the most exciting game of the weekend: P.J. Walker versus Jordan Tayamu. The Roughnecks beat the Battlehawks twenty-eight to twenty-four. The comeback attempt of the Battlehawks shell they fell a little short. And over this, the stats just jump out at you. Jordan Tiamu, mm-hmm. oh, 264 yards passing, three, three touchdown passes, one rushing touchdown, but he threw two interceptions, and those two interceptions both led to roughneck touchdowns. They they took the the interceptions deep into their own territory, and they couldn't rebound from those mistakes. No. It basically turned into 14 plus points. I don't remember, I don't know what the conversions were, but. They, they couldn't overcome those mistakes. So if Jordan takes care of those interceptions, yeah. they win this game, and they can win future games for sure if oh, he, yeah. if he yeah, makes better decisions. Yeah, I think the Battlehawks are going to be a team to contend. Yeah. They're, they're, and they're in my top three. Yeah. We'll see what happens next week. But And P.J. Walker just, again, 20-31, 173 touchdowns, just no mistakes. No. Cam Phillips catches all three touchdowns, so yeah. he's emerging as a he's the number one target wide yeah. receiver right now. Like in yeah. the league, great receiver. Not the strongest run game here, but no. uh, James Butler, I, he had a great week one. I kind of called out for him. Mm-hmm. He had another TD this week along with seven carries and 28 yards. My favorite stat, the Roughnecks only ran 49 offensive plays. The Battlehawks, 83. What? <laughs> well, they want more plays per game, so you're going to expect it, but that's insane. 83 to 49. Wow. I feel like I didn't watch a ton of the game, but I feel like the Battlehawks had time of possession. I didn't see. I didn't. I should have looked at that. I, I, I'm yeah. just, yeah, as soon as you said, I was like, I should have gathered that time of possession stat. Dang. Yeah. But I'm sure they definitely had the ball for much longer if you ran 83 plays to 49. <laughs> so, week three games, real quick Roughnecks and Vipers, who you got? I got the Roughnecks. Yeah, it's easy. It's the Vipers now. <laughs> so week three, the Vipers and the Battlehawks are actually getting their first home games this weekend. Oh, surprisingly, but so Roughnecks Vipers, I got Roughnecks. Yeah, 
Tampa Bay will not be happy with their first home game. No. The Renegades at the Dragons. I'm taking the Renegades. Yeah, I'm taking. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I think the Seattle, I think the Dragons' defense might slow it down a little bit, but I'm there's just no offense though. Yeah, Renegades' offense is gonna yeah be I think be too much. Guardians at the Battlehawks. I'm taking the Battlehawks. Yep, me too. I feel like Tayamu's really got that offense rolling. Yeah, I feel like he can keep going. And then the defenders at the Wildcats. Defenders all day. Defenders all day. So we got the same picks. Yeah. So it, it makes sense. Yeah. It, it, I think those are your top four teams. If you want to look at one that might turn the other direction, it would be the Guardians over the Battlehawks. If the defense shows back up, yeah. but we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll they seem up and down. Yeah, see what happens with New York. and Yeah. So I got my power rankings just real quick. Um. DC Defenders, number one. All right. Roughnecks, number two. Okay. Battlehawks, number three. Like it. Renegades, number four. I like that I one. like because Landy, Landry Jones is playing now, and they showed up this week, and I mm-hmm. really liked what I saw. And then I have the New York Guardians at five. They were my number one last week, so they dropped four places. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we won't, we won't make them drop anymore just quite yet. The Wildcats at six, but you could swap them around. But, yeah, I feel know. like that's the thing with... That whole Renegades Wildcats game is that the Wildcats and they both had the starting quarterback now. Like Josh Johnson mm-hmm. and the Wildcats was good. It like was he better, better, <laughs> better than the other two that played the first right. week. And then the Seattle Dragons at seven, just ahead of the Tampa Bay Vipers at number eight. Sounds pretty good there. I like it. Yeah, it's pretty good. So that's all the time we got this week. All right. You know, overall, I think we got a lot in here, and it's I think it's gonna be a solid hour of podcasts for you to listen to yeah i hope you enjoy it i hope you follow it on facebook instagram and twitter mm-hmm. i hope you follow through with the giveaway yeah uh, which you have to follow on everything mm-hmm. you have to give us a rate and review on itunes and then go down off the and send us a little funny email that includes the words all hail the jockstrap king and you'll be entered just that easy mm-hmm. all right fred Sign us off. All hail the Jockstrap King.